Well, hello, every single person who's listening to this show right now. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is 60 Spouses, I mean Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Did you say that because it's our 60th episode? Ironically, no, I just goofed up. No, I said it. Yes, I said it because it's our 60th episode. Gotcha. Each week we talk about things like urban legends. Being 60 uh, episodes old. Cryptozoology. My back hurts. Aliens. My teeth hurt. Ghosts. My fingers hurt. (laughs) (laughs) And all the spooky things and all the things that hurt. Everything hurts. If I could just take a quick second. Everything hurts. Yeah, you have a really bad cold right now, so you're not feeling so great. I'm not. I feel I feel every part of 60 years old today. I apologize, everyone, if I sound like I'm talking underneath a down comforter. I am a little sicky boy. Yeah. But we're fighting through it, and I'm petting Molly so she won't cry. Well, if this is your first time listening to our show, every single week, Lindsay and I research a topic separately of one another. Lindsay will go to KFC, and I will go to Chick-fil-A, and then we will re... I don't even think there's a Chick-fil-A anywhere near us. No, we're not... We don't ever go to those places either. Lindsay goes to Burger King, and I go to... <laughs> I and I've been there either. Oh, yeah. You go to Burger King. Okay. And I go to Burger Queen. And then, okay, and then, Dairy Queen, Lindsay, and then Burger King. Lind- I go to Dairy Queen. I, no, wait. I go to Burger Queen, and Lindsay goes to Dairy King. Okay. And then each <laughs> week, and then we research a. I did say research, and we research a topic that's related to the paranormal in some way. And then we come back into our house after a week of being inside of a fast food restaurant, and we discuss what we've researched with each other and every one of you for the first time on our show. And this week, we're going, since we're 60, we're saying this episode's episode is for Dolores and... Abigail. Abigail. Aww. So congratulations, Dolores and Abigail. Maybe you guys are zipping around in your jazzy scooters. This one's just for you. Awesome. <laughs> Who does the jazz scooters? Isn't his name like Tom Cruise? Is he the scooter guy, oh, infomercial guy? I remember that. I even Tom took... Cruise, but it's yeah, like a C. It's so funny. Yeah, his name is Tom Cruise. Which, after the actor, and he's selling little motorized carts, so it's like, and he's cruising. I think that, honestly, I'm not exaggerating. That's one of the funniest things on human earth. Yeah, he was put on this earth to do that. Tom Cruise. (laughs) That's so funny because I bet you maybe he was joking around. He was like, I just need a fun name. You know, everyone's got these fun salesman names. What am I going to be? And then I would like to think that he might have been like flipping through the channels. He was on his like, I don't know, 10th Coors Banquet or something. He saw Castaway and he's like, Tom. Because he was watching that movie for the 20th time. I could be Wilson Cruz. That's not it. Fred Cruz. I don't know what it's going to be. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I remember I took a photo of that commercial. I took a photo of the TV screen on my old telephone that I had. Because you liked it that much. I thought it was so funny. Yeah. And I remember I sent it to somebody. It doesn't matter who. But yeah, it was great. Well, I think last week I talked about some like urban legends and kind of cryptids that we never heard of before. Yeah, you talked about how people won't take petrified wood out of, I don't know if it was Yellowstone, I forget, but... I think it was parks in Utah. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. And the National Park Services or whoever 
or whatever the official thing is for that because I don't know. It's well, called the cursed wood. The cursed wood. Of Utah. People send it back because they're like, I'll take a piece of wood. I'm not going to get cursed. And then they like lose everything and then they're like shipping that back. Yeah, as soon as I get dumb. home, oh, my arm fell off and they have to send their wood back to Utah. Yeah. And then I talked about, I had some breaking booze, some Bigfoot sightings, and then why on earth do people wait years and years and years after they've seen a Bigfoot if they're seeing it? It's either because A, they're nervous, they're scared, B, they're lying. There's really no in between. Well, they're like, well, I don't have much going on right now, so yeah, I'm going to say I saw Bigfoot. It's been kind of a boring week. (laughs) <laughs> Let me contact the BFRO. Or maybe they did. Maybe they were scared. I'm not going to poo-poo that idea. You're right. And I think that's what you said last week. Yeah. And then I made a very good joke that I'm not going to crap it. But right. yeah, I won't either. Gotcha. And then we talked about a real-life exorcism story. Yes, we did. In Italy. And, and how creepy that is. Very creepy. I think I'm going to look more into some exorcism stories for future episodes because I'm always really intrigued by that stuff. It's very creepy. It's very creepy. Uh, Well, hey, before we get too far into the episode, I would like to say that this past weekend I was in Virginia and I got to meet up with Colin Parker, our beautiful boss baby. And hello, Colin. It was nice to see you in Virginia. And I would also like to say that last week we announced that we had spooky spouses candles for sale. Yeah. And they, as I put on Facebook, they flew off the spooky fireplace like crazy. I think we have like four left. So you can still email us at spookyspousescast at gmail.com if you want one. Yes, that's right. And if you did not listen to last week's episode... All of the money that we're making from the sale of these candles is going into our Investigate a Haunted Place fund for whatever that might be. Hotel, travel, booking the actual place, it doesn't matter. So our goal is to sell these things that we made and bring you guys more spooky content. Yeah, we're hoping to do maybe some more walkthrough videos like we did at the Madison Seminary or That's right. something really fun. Now, also inside one of the candles is a special piece of quartz. And if you are the recipient of the special cursed, but in a good way, candle, <laughs> you will be the winner of a giveaway that we're going to be doing as well. So be on the lookout at the very bottom of your candle. I mean, if you want to take the wax out and chop it up, that's fine. But, you know, <laughs> it's yours. Your candle. Yeah, it's yours to do whatever you want <laughs> with. But, yeah, there's a, there's one extra special candle. Well, Lindsay, I am first this week. Yes, you are. And sadly, I don't have any breaking booze no. this week. I have kind of a breaking booze. I wasn't going to use it, but. Oh, do it. Yeah. Just said that there was an out-of-control bonfire on a beach in the Netherlands. Okay. And the wind picked up, and it actually made... They were called fire nados. Fire nados. Okay. And they swirled across the beach and then started blowing into, like, trees and stuff. Like, the video, they actually looked like tornadoes, but they're fire. There's video of it? Yeah, there's, like, fireball tornadoes blowing around in the Netherlands. I wonder, okay, so especially because it's the Netherlands and in and around that area, there's a lot of like black metal or death metal. I wonder if uh, in the footage, maybe in the background, if you can see some heavy metal band practicing. Just playing while there's, (laughs) it is kind of crazy. There's like, there's like a bunch. They just constantly keep blowing across the beach. Like they are pretty heavy metal looking. Wow. I mean, I'm pretty sure everything is under control and like it's good, but I mean, it's not great. (laughs) Like they want to, they want to stop it but like i don't think anybody's getting hurt well that's good well that's also scary but i wasn't gonna use it but i guess i just filled in your breaking booze 
Well, I'm really glad. I'm really glad you did. Because fire nados sound terrifying. Yeah, they do. It sounds cooler than a shark nado. That funny movie. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Fire nados. Well, then I have a bogus or boogeyman then for you. Oh. Uh, my neighbor Rick. Is that real or no? Well, I live in the same house as you. I meant to say when I was young. Oh, well, I know where you grew up. So I meant to say I had a dream. <laughs> I had a dream once and my neighbor is Rick. Um, I'm going to go with Boogeyman. Yeah, it was real. Rick had gigantic teeth and a bunch of loose... Fire nados. Fire nados just in his, the palm Out of, of his, his hand. fingertips. Yeah, he was really fire, cool. Fire nado... I can't say fire nado fingertips. Fire needle fingertips. You have to really... Oh, you're good at that one. Well, Lindsay, it's because I'm impossibly smart, and I know, big word, for me, the smart one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Lindsay, being our 60th episode, I always have fun when we do these, so I thought that I would make a little game. Okay. For us, for our 60th... I almost said dirty and flirty, but that's not... <laughs> that, that would be for our 30th episode. 60 and... I don't know. Dixie Chicks. Yeah, Dixie Chicksy. <laughs> uh, I have a game for us, and it's a crappy or cryptid. Okay. Now, I have a decent amount of these, but I've upped the difficulty level because okay. you and I on PlayStation, we had that seven-day free trial of PlayStation Now, and we upped the difficulty when we played Mortal Kombat, which yes. still stands the test of time. Very fun video game. It is fun. It made my thumbs hurt, though. My thumbs, because I get really into it. Man, and I, looking back on it, I'm really upset at myself. It's no one else's fault that I didn't record your hands on the controller because it looked like your fingers were playing like Dance Dance Revolution on the hardest setting. Your fingers well, were going crazy. I was Mortal Kombat Fast and Furious. You know like when you press a video game controller really hard, like you hear that like creaking of the plastic yeah. kind of? It was so intense that it sounded like you had a handful of like walnuts or something that weren't cracked that you were just like shaking and pushing around on each other. You yeah. know, that classic sound. Sure. <laughs> That classic scary movie sound, you know. The classic handful of walnuts sound. <laughs> uh, well, what makes this crappier cryptid more difficult than previous crappier cryptid games is that I don't have as many details about each of the cryptids. So you're mostly just going off of name, kind of, sort of. Okay. Okay. Are you ready to play my game? I'm ready for crappier cryptids. Okay. Now, again, if you've never heard an episode where, where Lindsay and I have played crappier cryptid, you say cryptid if it's real or, you know, quote unquote real, or you say crappy if I made it up. Okay. Okay. The first one, Scutch. Okay. It lives in the trees. It's essentially a big parrot with four legs, but each of the legs kind of have talons on them, a la uh, a winged raptor, a predator. Mm-hmm. And it's from New Guinea. Again, the scutch. How do you spell the scutch? S-C-C-U-T-C-H. Scutch. So two C's. Two C's. So there's Four an... legs on a bird. So there's an unnecessary C. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, okay. Let Are you me... supposed to really emphasize the C? I'm going to say scutch right now. Good. Well, that was like five with five <laughs> U's in it. I'm going to say... Skutch. I'm going to say the word scutch. And you tell me if I said it with one or two C's. Okay. And this is the only hint you're getting. Okay. All right. I'm serious. Okay. Scutch. I don't know. Yeah. See? Hard to tell. Yeah. Now that, well, one C. That was with one C. Now I'll say it with two C's. Scutch. 
<laughs> I think you just emphasize the C. Well, I think... Uh, I think you put an uh in there. I, I think you added an A. Well, you know what? I don't remember. Okay. I'm going to say that this is a cryptid. Lindsay, it's a crappy. Mm, I, I should have known the double C. I made up the scutch. And you know what? That was a little freestyling on my part because I spelt it only with one C when I wrote it down. And but then you said two C's I, uh, to throw me off. Yeah, I did. That Very was my, tricky. That was my tricky one. Oh. So that one is fake. Okay, the next one. Altamahaha. Mm-hmm. The Altamahaha is a sea cryptid or a water cryptid. And it looks like a gigantic sturgeon, a big old nasty fish with leathery skin. And you can find the Altamahaha in Georgia in the United States. Is it the Altima? Yes, the Altamahaha. Like the car? Yes, Altamahaha. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say crappy. What if I say this? Altamahihi. <laughs> Is that better? Is that better? No. Okay. Maybe. You're going with crappy? Yeah. You think I made it up? Sure. I did not. I'm doing terrible. The Altamahaha is a real, quote-unquote, cryptid from Georgia that looks like a big sturgeon. Okay, this one has two names. There is the real name and then the loosely translated name. Okay. The Nepis or the Friendly Monster. Mm. This is also a sea cryptid. This one looks like a big crocodile. Other people say it looks like a giant sea serpent. It's difficult to tell. Can't get a good look at the thing. And the friendly monster lives in and around the island of Cyprus around Greece. Hmm. The friendly monster. You added a lot of detail to that one, so I want to say that it's crappy. Okay. But it seems reasonable enough that it could be a cryptid. Okay. I'm going to go with crappy. That one's real too. Man, I have gotten none. I've gotten none correct. I think maybe I've just done a good job in my sick mind state. Is that even a thing? In my sick, doesn't matter. Being (laughs) sick, when I'm sick, I... feel like as a spooky spouse, we're always in a sick mind state. Whoa. Chew on that one. Hey, chew on this. You ask, ask me if I'm woke. Are you woke? Yeah. Are you sick with it? Yeah, I'm Whoa. sick woke. Whoa. Hey, brah, I'm sick hey, woke. I don't, your energy is getting really, really intense. I'm feisty. Whoa. Easy. Scary feisty. Easy. I'm frighteningly feisty. Feisty Spice would be your Spice Girl name. Rawr. Rawr. What would be my Spice Girl name if um, you're Feisty Spice? Well, you're sick right now. Snotty Spice? <laughs> Snotty Spice. Nap, nappy Spice? Nappy, sleepy Spice. I did take a really nap, like a gross little nap on the couch. I just felt... You didn't take a gross nap. I don't see how naps are gross. Although you <laughs> did nap as if you were planking on the couch, which is weird. Like your feet were hanging <laughs> off the side and your face was planted. You do that all the time. Yeah. Anyways, listeners. I get in the zone. Okay, anyways. Jordan of, likes to plank when he takes naps. Enough about my avant-garde napping habits. Uh, okay, the next one. Patterson's Mouth. Oh. Is the next <laughs> one I have. Uh, Patterson's Mouth is a nocturnal cryptid that lives underground. It's a gigantic blind worm with a giant mouth. And you can find Patterson's Mouth in and around the Dakotas in the United States. Hmm, it kind of sounds like Tremors. Yeah, so think Tremors, uh, more worm-like and not as, I don't know, Hollywooded with like the big weird like mouths with four segments that just seem really inappropriate. And So not a, um, what's the worms from Beetlejuice called? A sandworm. Yeah, a sandworm. Well, so it's not I a think, sandworm. I think in terms of the mouth style, 
kind of like a sandworm, where it's just like your standard mouth. <laughs> Those are some pretty worms. They are. They're really cool. They're like stripey with a little, little lip. Little, little, little lip down they there. They got them little, little lips. <laughs> got them little, little lips. They eat you. Them little, little lips. Um, I'll say true. I'll say it's a cryptid. I made up Patterson's mouth. I'm not getting any of these right. I So either I'm getting smarter or the universe is working against you. Yeah. Maybe you need to send back. I think back, both. Maybe you need to send back your petrified wood. Oh, yeah. I forgot I took that. Ready for the next one? Yes. The Vifner. Side note. Yeah. Speaking of that, you took the petrified wood. I lose things. Yeah. So I take the wood. I come home. I lose it. Imagine the anxiety you have trying to find that piece of wood. Well, because and then you're in your basement and you're like, is this it? And you find like another piece of wood and you're like, I don't know if this was it or if this is just part of the mulch. Because petrified wood, I've only seen it IRL. Now that's internet slang for in real life. But I've only seen it, I think, once, and it looks kind of like a rock. So it'd be difficult to, f- I mean, we have a ton of rocks all over our house. Yeah, we would be, d- we'd have to send all our rocks back. Yeah, and I mean, that's just kind of like the way that we like to do home de- uh, home decorating, home decor, is we throw a bunch of loose rocks on, the, on our carpet. So yeah, you and I would be hard pressed to find that petrified piece of wood. Yeah. For sure. Continue. Okay. okay. I was going to say, like, duping people out of money, like, say that there's a cursed dollar out there. Ah. You start a rumor, and then you could say, well, mail it here, and then give them your address, and then you get a bunch of dollars. And it'd be raining dollar, dollar bills, y'all. We could say, if you see a dollar bill, and on the back of it is a pyramid with an eyeball on the top, which I think is every dollar. Then it's cursed. Oh, you better send it here to our address. And then I wonder how many dollars we get. And we'll say that we'll like authenticate it for you and we'll tell you if it's cursed and then we'll just say that every one of them is cursed. Yeah. So then we just get a bunch of dollars. Man, we'd make 60 bucks. <laughs> That'd be great. Okay. On I'd to love, the next one. I'd love 60 bucks just right now. Be cool. 60 just bucks. 60 bucks? Yeah. Ah, just get 60 bucks. <laughs> okay. Ah, just get 60 bucks. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I realize too that when I have a cold, I can my voice can go higher. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I realized oh. that, you know, <laughs> you're ridiculous. What did you realize? Well, I just was going to say I realized I'm from Cleveland, so my voice is always higher. Yeah. Well, higher in uh, most Clevelanders, we tend to speak out of our nose. Yeah, 100%. Bad. Bobcat. Cash. It's like a Wisconsin slash Boston accent. It's weird. I don't like, I don't, I don't like our accent. I don't like us. <laughs> I don't, hey, I don't like us. Okay, ready? Sorry about our terrible, terrible, spooky voices. Ready for this one? Yes. Moving on to the next one. Your disembodied Cleveland voice. Me? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the Vifner. It's a mammal. It's a rat-sized, carnivorous little guy, but it has giant teeth for chomping, and it's found in Croatia. I'm going to say crappy. That's the first one you've gotten right. Yay. And I'm very happy for you. I did it. I needed Vifner. to get at least one right. Yeah. And you know what? You did. So right. cool goal for you. You accomplish what you set out to do. <laughs> you didn't trick me with the rat. I know about rat boat. I know about pizza rat. I know my rats. Now, I, I know that we put this on our little Instagram story, but in our new fun little studio, which we, I guess, now lovingly refer to as the tomb, uh, yes. we do have a little plush rat that we got. Because of rat boat. Because of rat boat. And it's only a dollar. And it's really, he's really cute. <laughs> okay, ready? Yes. The next one. The Almas. The almus is similar to a Bigfoot, but it's a little bit, but it's less ape-like, so it's more human-like. I guess that would imply whatever. Okay. Uh, it is not friendly, and it's found in the mountains around Russia, or in some mountains around Russia. So kind of like a yeti. I guess. 
I don't know, but it's more human-like oh. than it is an ape. So it's, I guess, what? We'll just say 70% person, 30% ape or monkey person. I'll go with cryptid. You're right. That one's real. Yay. <clears throat> now you're on a roll. I'm on a roll now. Uh, okay, I hit the wrong button. Okay. I'm on an honor roll. <laughs> you're on an on. You're on an honor. I'm gonna roll. get one of them stickers that say like for your car that say I'm married to an honor roll wife. My wife is an honor roll wife. My wife is smarter. Mm-hmm. My wife is smarter than your honor roll wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, the next one, prang prang. Oh, okay. The prang prang. The prang prang is a giant insect. It's a big ladybug, but when you see it, you get one wish and the wish instantly comes true. And the prang prang is found around Eastern Asia. The prang prang. Crappy. Correct. I made up the <laughs> prang prang. Well, because it wasn't scary at all. It just grants you a wish. Not all cryptids are scary. Well. You know, they're just unusual. They're anomalies. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, seeing a gigantic ladybug also would be cool. That seems like something that would come out of like the never-ending story. I was thinking the exact same thing. Like a big old ladybug. Or a giant weird turtle that sneezed on you. and Man, <laughs> that movie is really bizarre. Yeah, it's, I like it though. So do I, but it's like, it seems like whoever made that movie just wanted to beat up some like 13-year-old kid. Just beat him up. With Falcor? Yeah. Well, the luck Falcor, dragon? I loved Falcor. Falcor is so cool. And there's that yeah. one lady that makes life-size Falcors. Yeah, on Etsy. I don't know what her name is, but she actually makes a big plush Falcor, like the size that he is in the actual movie. So he like wraps around your room and he's basically just like a big bed cushion cozy lounge thing. I think that if you and I ever make enough money from doing our silly little show, that would be excellent to have. Our Falcor room. In like in our spooky spouse's studio. Yeah, we'd have to have a pretty big room. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on, Lindsay Marie. The Batut Toot. Oh. Uh, the Batut Toot is a hominid, human-like ape thing. And this is a very small Bigfoot, just a little small guy. The Batut Toot found in Vietnam and Laos. I'm going to go with crappy. The Batut Toot? Yes. Well, it's real. Oh. It's a real cryptid. I like its name. Batut Toot. So He's just I. a little Batut Toot. He's a little patoot toot. He's a little he's a little cute cute patoot toot. That's what I always say. He's a cutie patootie. He's a cutie patootootootie. <laughs> How many Nah, that's a dumb game. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was going to make up a game and as I was saying it I realized what a dumb game. Mm. I was going to ask you how many times you think you could say toot toot in a row, but then I realized, well, probably a bunch. <laughs> the game might go on for a while. Okay, the re- the next one, ready? Yeah. The fog thief. Fog thief lives in the mountains. It's a two-legged goat, kind of like a satyr, but it's full goat. There's no human upper body, mm-hmm. but it has an unusually long beard found in the Swiss Alps. Does it have any arms at all? Nope. Two legs. It's just got two legs and a torso. Two legs, a, a long beard, big old goat horns, and I guess it just kind of lives in the Swiss Alps. The fog thief. Mm, crappy. Correct. I made up the fog thief. I just like imagine this thing running at you on two legs and like just slamming into you. I mean, goats kind of do that, but yeah. like it would, it kind of reminds me of like in Monty Python with like the Dark Knight and how oh, he yeah. has no arms and he just keeps like going at it, keeps kicking now, him and stuff. 
is it the Dark Knight because that's Batman or is it just the Black Knight? I think it's the Black Knight. <laughs> Either way, wouldn't that be funny, Monty <laughs> Python, if they wandered up and there was a Batman in the woods? That might be funny. I don't know if they would know how to handle Batman. They'd be like, what is this thing? They chop his arms and legs off. This thing's not British. Yeah, I don't like this. I don't like this what's thing. With your, what's with your goofy belt and all your tools? <laughs> you have too much like stuff. Don't you? you? Know? I feel like you're the type of person that has an old man at, at, at his house and bosses him around. Yeah. Well, whatever. Mm. Uh, okay, Linz, we have four more and we're going to go through them rapid fire. Okay. Ready? Ready. The Ozark Howler. It's a mammal, like a carnivorous little mammal creature about the size of a rabbit found in Texas and Arkansas. The Ozark Howler. Uh, cryptid. Correct. Yes. The Dobar Chew. The Dobar Chu is a river cryptid. It's a gigantic carnivorous otter looking thing found in Ireland. Crappy. That one's real. Ooh. Right, right. The Whispering Thneep uh, mm. is a mammal, but it's a mammal. It's a, it's a ghost or a spirit in the form of a mammal. It's said to historically be a little ferret. And campers in and around the Adriatic Sea hear it always scampering around their campsite, but they can never find it. The Whispering Thneep. Mm, crappy. Correct. I made that one up. And then finally, 54. It's not an animal. It happens to be a number between 53 and 55. And it's just kind of a number that's a little bit difficult to count to. 50, mm. 54. I'm going to go with crappy. Well, I mean, it's not a cryptid, yes, but that number does exist. Oh. I wrote it down well, on the shoot. list, but I think that you're still right. Okay. Awesome. Well, I think you did an excellent job. Well, thanks. I started off a little slow, a little putsy, and then I think I got my groove back. Linz, you always, you've always had your groove. You will never lose your groove. Uh, and if I might, on our 60th episode, I'm into your groove. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm into your groove, too. Thanks, Linz. <laughs> well, should we do a little haunted housekeeping? Let's do it. Got to tidy up. We got to tidy up and sweep them out and polish them right. Yep. Dust them like this. Dust them out. Dust them out, buddy. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we'll do some haunted housekeeping and we'll be back. Yeah? Yes. Okay. We will see each of and and We mm. will see each and every one of you in the haunted housekeeping zone in three, two, one. Well, wouldn't you know it, this show, this week, and for a long time actually, is brought to you in part by our friends over at VidiSpace. VidiSpace is an online streaming service chock full of ghosts, demons, ghosts again, Bigfoot again, paranormal stuff, anything and everything spooky that your little spooky heart could desire, you can find and stream on VidiSpace. They're constantly posting really cool investigations, um, some interviews just tons of things they have cryptids they have all the stuff they do i think they literally in the whole spooky world they have all the stuff they do they have our show they have another new podcast which i believe the girls from girls versus ghosts are starting yes they have live investigation shows documentaries movies tv series all sorts of stuff you can head over to viddy.space 
on your computer and browse around there and see if you want to get 15 days for free. Why not? Or on your Apple iPhone or your Android telephone, you can download the Vidi Space app and do the exact same thing on the go. What a perfect time to do that too because it's like winter and it gets dark really early and you want to be cozy inside, light some candles, throw a ritual, watch some haunted stuff. <laughs> you know, typical Saturday night. Come home, take off your shoes, cover yourselves in goat's blood, and watch a fun <laughs> movie about the Bray Road Beast. Exactly. Why not? Uh, Vidi Space was started by our friends Elizabeth... Uh, Vidi Space was started by our friends Elizabeth Saint and Nick Groff of Noted Paranormal Fame. They're wonderful people. It's a wonderful network. Head over to Vidi.space on your computer or download the Vidi Space app today and start browsing. What do we say? Start streaming and screaming. Yep. And our show, the one you're listening to now, Spooky Spouses, is also a proud, valiant member of the Scavengers Network podcasting network group of networking friends who network together. It's a wonderful group of people with a wonderful bunch of podcasts. They're very supportive. Their podcasts are wonderful. Check them out. And if you are going to be at this year's PodCon, which stands for Podcast Convention in Seattle, Washington, you can stop by the Scavengers Network booth. We'll have Colin Parker there, Morgan Spatola, Whitney and Lindsay Nelson. I think a few other people, some of our buddies, friends of the family, friends of the show, Daniel Spencer will be there as well. Um, so please be sure to swing by the Scavengers Network booth, say hello, grab some stickers yes. if you'd like. There's a listening station involved. And then you can also record a small five minute segment that will be on an upcoming episode of Myth Takes, which is awesome. Very fun. So you can head to the scavengersnetwork.com to check out all of the great content available there. Or you can find the Scavengers Network on any forms of social media that you'd like except uh what's the one snapchat or tiktok or tiktok or rick clock <laughs> which just tracks your buddy rick how long he's been doing his thing cool cool well that's it <laughs> Okay, well, welcome back. Well, to our listeners, not to you. You've yeah. been here the whole time, I think. Mentally, yes. Physically, <laughs> you're a ghost. I'm a ghost. Well, anyways, this week I decided to put just a few weird little stories together of 2018. Oh, good. Because there was a lot of weird stuff that happened in 2018, but here's some that I, I kind of knew a couple and I kind of didn't know a couple. I'm ready. Um, so how scared am I going to be? Not very scared. Okay. They're just more weird. Okay. You know, they're okay. weird. I just didn't know if I needed to like get a diaper. Or... <laughs> well, I mean, you can if you want. Okay. But the first one I have is that Hawaiian monk seal that got the eel stuck in its nose. What? You didn't see the picture of that? No. There's a cute little seal and it has an eel shoved up its nostril and it was like going all over the internet and everybody's like, oh my God, like... Why does he have an eel in his nose? <laughs> a seal and an eel? A seal and an eel. Um, scientists don't know why that that eel was stuck up his nose. They said that he either could have like regurgitated it out that way instead of his mouth or oh. the eel like as a fighting defense like just went in there to try to attack and got stuck. But they said that this isn't necessarily uncommon, but it's been happening a lot lately. What? And scientists don't know why that eels are getting stuck in seals' noses. So either seals are throwing up... Are loving it. Weird. Or they love it. Or and they're, they're just snorting like putting eels. it in their nose. Yeah. 
That's or really, eels are like just starting to use that as a defense mechanism. Just to like swim really fast into a seal's nose? Well, that's the thing is like all the pictures I've seen hasn't been like underwater. Yeah. So I don't know if it's they're doing it on land or if they're like <laughs> swimming around and then they're like, oh, I got another eel stuck in my nose. I kind of like I have this visualization is that there are these underwater intersections yeah. with red lights and green lights. And maybe the eel is making a right-hand turn and the seal's making a left-hand turn and they don't see each other and they're going flump. And the eel's maybe going Maybe like right eels in. are like known for not following underwater traffic flotations. Okay. So there's some psychology involved here because I want to know right away why you went to it's the eels who are being the rule breakers and not the seals. Well, because I feel like seals, you know, they're seals. And they're cute. But they have to worry about like whales and stuff. Like they got a lot to worry about. Yeah. So like I feel like their anxiety would always be up and they're a little more stressed out. So like maybe they're a little more cautious, a little more like, you know, I'm I do everything right because I'm really scared. I could see that because I'm usually scared of always getting in trouble. So I always I try really hard to do things right. But eels have a lot to watch out for too but i just feel like they're kind of smaller and they're like pretty swift that they're like yeah no one will see if i just zip through this little underwater stoplight when you said yeah i thought you were going to go into like that old like yeah no one will see me see <laughs> uh but eels Maybe. but eels also have a much more sinister looking face than seals yeah they look a little grouchier they do they're cool yeah but they look nasty like seals look a little bit more like spunky and like funky, spunky and funky, spunky and funky and flirty and fun. <laughs> and eels are a little more like grouchy and grumpy and curmudgeony and poopy and cr- crump, crumpy, crumpy. <laughs> and eels are a little bit more crimpy, grimpy, rimpy, and rip. <laughs> I don't know, but scientists don't know why this is happening a lot lately. They're trying to get down to the bottom of that. That's weird. And this wasn't written on my notes, but it just made me thought of it because... Oh, I don't know why I'm always, I'm already excited for what you're going to say. <laughs> well, because, you know, I, I've never told you this on the podcast, but I... Well, I mean, I love orcas, but oh. I told you before that orcas were... They were suspected of, like, tracking down great white sharks. Yes. And attacking them and surgically removing their livers and eating them as like a delicacy. Well, they had no real evidence. They kind of, the scientists had theories that it was the orcas. Well, I forget exactly where it was because I did not write it down, but I read it earlier this week that they did in fact find two orcas off the coast of somewhere that actually the scientists watched taunt and track down and exhaust a great white shark and then surgically remove its liver and just left the carcass that is so i mean first it's it's sad because i mean i know great whites are humongous predators but they're just big fish like they're not out to eat people right but man that is so crazy that that happens well the craziest thing about it is that they suspected the orcas so that was our that wasn't the shock factor but they expected like a pod of orcas, yeah, not just it? two. Yeah, there was, uh, I heard on another podcast, I think, around the coast of South Africa, two orcas, just those two, managed to completely wipe clean all the great whites in the area, whether they were the ones that were attacking them and they killed a bunch or other great whites were like communicating with each other and they just left the area. They yeah. like. Orcas are the serial murderers of the sea. We need to do a Spooky Spouses episode just, maybe it'll be bonus episode, just called Fish Talk. 
about how <laughs> creepy orcas are, how freaky, smart they are. Freaky fish talk. Freaky fish talk starring Jamie Lee Curtis and I almost said Miley Cyrus, Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> but also how creepy uh, the super deep sea is in bioluminescence and how those animals haven't evolved and like they're and they're so crazy. It is crazy. Okay, so my second story, I did not know this. They actually found human skulls on stakes with no jawbone in Sweden what? recently. What? And these skulls on stakes was 8,000 years old, but no one had ever found it until recently. It was just behind a McDonald's. <laughs> it was behind, it was probably under the McDonald's. They probably <laughs> just tore it down. They're like, this is weird. Get rid of it. Um, <laughs> It's unclear to who the people were and why they did it. They're researching right now to figure out like, I mean, their guess is it's 8,000 year old bones. They don't really have any information of what this group was. 8,000 years ago is a very, very long time ago. Yeah. That's I mean, at so least it wasn't crazy. recent. It wasn't like... Oh, I mean, they found it recently, but at least it wasn't like the heads were from like two weeks ago. They're 8,000 minutes old. We were trying to figure out why Tim didn't show up to work at McDonald's. And then we walked out and then we went into the basement. We're like, oh, there's a steak with a skull on it. Oh, and there's a post-it note on the top that says Tim's skull. (laughs) Done by Tim. It's labeled next to a disinfectant bucket (laughs) by the French fry fryer. Okay, so my next story is back in March, the beginning of the year, a flat earther named Mad Mike. Oh, yeah. He wanted to prove that the earth was flat, so he launched himself on a homemade steam rocket. Oh, good. Yeah, just to prove that he was right and everybody else was wrong. Well, the rocket, he's 61 years old, by the way. He's an older, he probably retired and he's like, you know, I got to do something. I'm bored. So I'm not actually 60, but I feel 60 because I'm sick. And I know for a fact that when you're 60, your bones hurt. Okay. So <laughs> not I think, everyone. Well, at least not for mad, me. not mad Mike. Well, I was going to say going that fast with those brittle, breakable bones. <laughs> well, he only got 1,900 feet, which is not even anywhere near what you would see like a typical airplane flying at. Oh, in the air? Yeah, he launched up in the air. He was going to launch up into space and look down at the flat earth. That is insane. He did land safely, just a couple scrapes and bruises. So his homemade rocket ship kind of worked. It didn't get very far, but um, he said that he was sad it didn't reach the limit that he wanted to, but he will be doing it again. Hey, Mad Mike, as long as you're safe, you have our blessing. Go ahead, but be please be careful. Or you know what? Find a cooler hobby. Like, uh, I don't know, collecting gemstones. (laughs) Just collect some gemstones. Well, I mean, you You know what? If he wants to build a rocket and send himself off into space, I mean, we have a Tesla up there. We have the robot man. That's other news. I mean, that's weird. We have a car that we shot into space. It must be nice having money that you can literally just throw and throw away. Yeah, with that robot driving it. Like, if you're walking around, you're like, man, my wallet is just too heavy. Throw it away. I just picture, like, if there are aliens or life out there that they, like, are flying by Earth and they look out and they see this stuff floating around our planet. And it's, like, kind of when you walk up to, like, a frat house and you see all the solo cups on the ground. Oh, absolutely. Like, we're the trash house that they're like, 
Oh man, I'm staying away from that. Their bathroom is probably disgusting. Or like you were you were coming home late one night from the bar and like you found a stop sign on the ground, so you pick it up and like put it on the porch. <laughs> like, what's with this nasty house? Yeah, we're the nasty frat house. And it looks it looks that bad on the outside. Imagine what it looks like on the inside. Yeah. Which is a metaphor. Which is bad. Whoa. So my next story is about a man who lost his toes. He lost three toes to frostbite, and he made a decision to donate the amputated digits to a Canadian bar that serves a drink actually called the Sour Toe Cocktail. They They have had this signature drink for a while at the Yukon Bar in Canada, and you can actually order the Sour Toe Cocktail, and it has a mummified toe in the bottom. You do not keep the toe. You don't drink the toe. They keep using the toe. But this guy was like, I lost three of my toes. Do you guys want to use them? What? <laughs> you can get a drink. With a mummy toe. That in has it. a human toe well, in the bottom? Well, now human. Before, it was just a mummy toe. They had one mummy toe that they would constantly use. It still used to be a human being's toe. Yeah, you're right. I mean... Do something else. Do you think that like the person that died that that toe belongs to is like if there's like a heaven or a hell or you can like be a ghost and kind of look around that they're like they're drinking drinks with my toe in it. Two things. One, you actually said the H-E double hockey sticks word. Oh. But that's but it's okay because that's the actual place and it's fine. Right. Um, but just for good measure, I'll just say heck right now. But also, <laughs> two, if I was that person. And I saw people passing around my old toe. I would think, and drinking it. Hey, why don't you guys literally do anything else? But you're yeah. drinking. You're putting my toe in drinks. You know what, though? I think of this like, okay, that's weird, but like people do weird stuff with drinks. Like there's the worm in the tequila. But and that's then, fine. That's a little, yeah. that's a little worm. That is never, <laughs> a, a never attached to a human being's body. I mean, it's still What's a worm. Next? What's next? No, like a nose drink? Like a bloody, like you, you go to one of those like silly brunch places and they're like, Bloody Mary bar, you can put a grilled cheese on it. And the straw like goes, goes through one of the nostrils into the drink. Yeah, there's a human's nose, but there's only <laughs> one of them, you know, thank God. So you got to pass it around because not a lot of people are lining up to donate toes or nose. Toes or nose. <laughs> it uh, all goes. It all, toes or nose, it all goes. <laughs> but like either that pla- that town in Canada... They're, okay, I'm going to turn it around. Maybe the reason why they had to do it is because people there are having too much fun and are living life to the absolute literal fullest they can live life. Well, my next one, I feel like kind of contradicts what you're saying right now. Okay, just go on with it. I'm ready for with it. With the spooky theme. Because in Canada, they also just recently repealed a number of so-called zombie laws. Wait. What? <laughs> There's a bunch of different laws that categorize under the zombie laws. Some are drug related. They're kind of all over the place. But this one that they got rid of, they said they found it unconstitutional, which weird. Zombie things, spooky things, that's unconstitutional. That's weird. So section 365 of, of the Canadian Criminal Code, they made it illegal to practice fake witchcraft. 
Oh, so you can't, but real witchcraft is okay. Yes, but you have to prove that you're an actual witch, which I feel like that might hinder your life. Well, because it's kind of like a way of the Canadian government of knowing like, okay, well, these witches literally have to tell us if they're real witches or not. But then so I feel like they'd go to list. prison because then they were doing real witch stuff. Maybe, but maybe they're, but maybe that's just because you and I are American and we think that, you know, Big Brother's always out to get you. Maybe in Canada, it's like, hey, you can practice good witchcraft if you want. We just want you to do it responsibly and safely. Well, they arrested their first woman that was doing fraudulent witchcraft. At a 7-Eleven. <laughs> she was trying to get like her lucky lotto numbers. I feel like it would just be like, turns out she was just on some kind of drug and she was losing her mind. <laughs> <laughs> turns out she drank five of the mummified toe drinks and was <laughs> absolutely wrecked. There was something else too, and I don't have it researched, but I like kind of saw it and I didn't want to read anymore because I saw about the mummified toe. And there was actually a mummy's crypt that was open and there was water on the bottom and people were like freaking out and grabbing straws and drinking the water. What is And scientists were like, no, 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 this isn't like a religious thing or like, you know, this is not a spiritual thing. Like that's just stagnant water that like got in there because like tombs aren't made like they are today. Like, no. And like everybody's trying to tell them not to drink it. And like people are drinking the stagnant water on the bottom of this mummy tomb. Oh, and then they're probably passing away immediately. And yeah, they're probably getting pretty sick. Like I think people are trying to like keep security around it because people are drinking the water. And then maybe they go to the Yukon bar and drink a sour toe cocktail. Yeah, they're like, well, I've already drank in literal <laughs> dead body water. So wh- maybe you get a craving for it. Oh. Like you drank the toe water, got a craving. Yeah. And then they open this mummy tomb and they're like, nothing in here but water. And you're like, no, it's not. It's mummy juice. Yeah. And well, I'm about that mummy juice. <laughs> first things first, it's mummy juice. Second thing second, I'm all about that mummy juice. <laughs> I even have my aluminum straw that's safe for the environment. Right. And then you, it's easy to clean. But you don't have to clean it because you already just slurped up stagnant, decaying water. Yeah. I try to make a slurp noise. But I don't know if it's that very good. That one's better. Um, so my last story is about a woman in Monroe County, Georgia. Okay. This one's not really that scary, but it's really kind of funny. Her name's um, Deborah, and that's, she, that's it. And that's it. She just lives there. She's in Georgia. She has a couple kids. No, actually, she was driving, and there was a traffic stop. You know how, like, they kind of stop people for drunk driving and stuff? Yeah. Well, there was a traffic stop, and they were also checking for drugs. Oh. So she was driving by, thought nothing of it, and she actually went to jail for three months and is now suing because they claimed that her bag of cotton candy was meth. What? She tried to explain to them that it was not meth, and it was literally just cotton candy that she had purchased, and they did not believe her, and they falsely accused her of having meth cotton candy. Wow. So she got out of jail. Now she's really mad, and she's suing about it. Well, rightfully so. And what if the what if the actual punishment was like, I just want these officers to go to a carnival. <laughs> to see. And if you're at a carnival, you can literally put your hand in any direction you want and grab cotton candy. Well, in the cop's defense, because I don't want to, I want to look at both sides. In the cop's defense, she had blue cotton candy and they had a drug problem in that area and they tested the cotton candy just to make sure and they said that they think the blue dye in the cotton candy can give a false 
positive. Identif- yes, of meth. So sh- they weren't right, but at the same time, they weren't wrong. But I, either way, thought it was really funny that her blue cotton candy, first of all, got taken away. She didn't even get to enjoy it. Yeah. And she got put in jail for three months because of her cotton candy. Like, that's a fun story to share down the line. Yeah. And like, <laughs> what's going to happen when you're in jail? And they were like, why are you in? Cotton oh, candy, man. I cut off a dude's toe and I put it in a drink. <laughs> why are you in here? Oh, I, I put a bunch of skulls on steaks in the bottom of McDonald's. What about you? I love cotton candy. <laughs> The blue kind. I love the blue cotton candy. It's nice. It's a cool treat. And I just love the fact that it just dissolves. <laughs> you ever think about that? It's trippy. It's creepy. I like to eat cotton candy when I'm on meth. <laughs> it makes me feel really weird. <laughs> yeah, I feel like maybe people are rolling meth into cotton candy. Like maybe that's a, a thing that's happening now. Like I don't know how that works. I don't know how that drug works. Like me either. It just seems creepy. What I will say, leave cotton candy out of it. Yeah, don't get the blue cotton candy. Yeah. Because you might go to jail. You absolutely might go to jail. Well, since we were talking about 2018, I just wanted to reminisce about the fun, creepy things we did in 2018 because it was a pretty productive year. I'm ready for it. So we did an investigation, kind of, and traveled to the Madison Seminary with our boss baby, Colin Parker. We did. We hosted a show there. Mm-hmm. We only heard a couple creaks and sounds, but it was really cool. It's but a on, cool place to visit. But on the video, there was a lot of audio interference. There was. Um, we've also been to the Mansfield Reformatory this year. Yeah. Um, we took our Ouija board there and took a picture. We did. Yeah, but we we're... have not taken our Ouija board out of the box yet. No. And my car right now is actually getting fixed. And I think the Ouija board, or, sorry, Ouija board is still in my car. So I wonder <laughs> if the people fixing the car, they're like, what's like, this? What's the guy up to? What are these weirdos doing? <laughs> we also made a trip to the Ridges in the Athens, which is a place we've been to multiple times before, but it's always creepy and exciting. Yeah, it is. Um, we met a satanic cult in a rare bookstore in detroit which was pretty cool yeah and we still keep in contact we do um they're called satan house and they were really nice and we also found a lot of cool satan books there we sure did (laughs) (laughs) um we went to crypticon in kentucky yes we met bobo there and that's where we met nick and elizabeth which is a big step in our lives yeah that was awesome um, we also, while we were in Kentucky, went to Bobby Mackey's. Yeah, we sure by. did. We want to go inside, but we have not been able to yet. You know, Bobby Mackey did uh, follow both of us on on Instagram. He did. Yeah, so we the have Bobby the spooky Mackey. spirit. I love it. Alive. Um, we also went to the Mothman Museum. That was one of our first trips that we kind of oh did. Oh my gosh, that was for our second episode. Yeah, we did that. And we met Wamsley. Jeff we Wamsley. Met Jeff Wamsley, the owner of the Mothman Museum, and he is chock full of Mothman information. And he has some of the best hair in the game. Yeah, he's got some flowy, great hair. Yeah, flowy, showy, and growy. Um, we drove Route 101 on the highway for the Bandage Man in Oregon when we went to the coast. That's right. We did not see any Bandage Man, but we still drove it. Saw a guy with a shopping cart. We did. Yeah. Huh. We did see him. Yeah. Maybe that was the Bandage Man. He was just, he's got to do some shopping too. Yeah, day off. And I will say the biggest thing I think that we researched this year out of any of the topics we talked about is something that we didn't even talk about on our show yet. And that is the dark web because we love the dark web. 
Oh my gosh, we watched like hours of videos about the dark web for dark like two web weeks packages, straight. dark web searching. It's just a creepy thing. And I did not know. Maybe I'm really stupid for not knowing this, but I don't hey, know. That's, that's okay. But um, the surface web is what we all know and we see. And that's like 10% of the internet. Yeah, it's called the surface web. It's, you know, that's why people say like surfing the web. But it's also said you're surfing the web because you're only skimming the top. Okay. So that's why it's called surfing the web. And then you have the deep web and then you have the dark web. Yeah. Which is crazy. And that's, and the the deep and the dark web make up 90%. Absolutely. That's insanity. That's so creepy. It's very creepy. Man, I mean, I just go to like five websites. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we have talked so much personally and watched so many videos and researched so much about the dark web, but really have not talked about it. So maybe that will be a whole episode. I would like that. That would be cool. It's creepy. We're not telling you to go on the dark web. Don't. don't. But if you do, we want to know deeds. Yeah, uh, two things. One, do not go on the dark web. (laughs) Two, if you have or if you accidentally download Tor, which is the Onion browser or router that you need to access the dark web, let us know. Yeah, you can find us spooky underscore spouses on Twitter or Instagram or email us at spookyspousescast at gmail.com. Yeah, please let us know. And also, another big accomplishment uh, in 2018 is we... That was essentially our year of gaining listeners. Yeah, so we just want to thank all you listeners for the support. And it's been a pretty eventful 2018. And we're hoping 2019 is just as creepy. Yeah, absolutely. We would not be, we wouldn't have gone to Ikea and bought a silly little table that we built for cheap if it wasn't for each and every one of you. So thank you guys very, very much. <laughs> we would also like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard in our in our podcast, the Beginning, Middle, and End. You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. It's really funny when we say beginning, middle, and end because it sounds like we're just saying he wrote the beginning of the song, the middle of the song, and the end of the song. (laughs) Good job, Eli. He wrote it all, which is so crazy. He wrote the middle, but nothing else. Who wrote the beginning and the middle, and then Lindsay wrote the end (laughs) of it. And it sounds a lot like Shania Twain for some reason. (laughs) Which song? Did she sing I, I Feel Like a Woman? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Perfect. Everybody's got a ghost and a ghosty. <laughs> We'd also like to thank everybody at the Scavengers Network and at Viddy Space. Wonderful people. Viddy Space always keeping spooky alive. <laughs> Scav Network not keeping spooky alive, but keeping family alive. Thank you to everybody who's involved with both of those wonderful networks. And Linz, thank you. Yeah, thank you too. Me? Yeah. That's nice of you. (laughs) Also, we still have like four-ish candles left for sale. So if you want one, um, we can mail them to you. We could teleport it to you. We could, (laughs) you know, use our telekinesis powers to get it to you. We'll find a way. But um, you can email us at SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com and we'll send them out. Yeah. And we've been burning a few of them in the house and they burn very well. And they smell really great. And they do. Mm, Love the Mm. smell. Well, until next Monday, I hope each and every one of you has, has or have, doesn't matter, uh, a week where you do not end up finding an eel lodged inside of your nose. Yeah, or a toe in your drink. Ugh. Unless you're into it. Even, you know what? Hey, pick a different hobby. This, okay, real quick. Yeah. Maybe this is a whole nother 
a whole nother thing. But Canada outlawed zombie laws. But yet there's a bar in Canada that you can drink a toe. I feel like that's a little witchcrafty. Well, they did nothing about mummy law. Oh, that's a whole nother category. Yeah, that'll be 2021, I bet. Okay. You're the mummy. I hope you guys have a spooktacular spooky week. Yeah, great. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That's it. Uh, A a toe Tuesday. Have a toes day. A toes day. Thirsty toes day. (laughs) Uh, Well, everyone, we will see each and every one of you next Monday. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm ignoring you. I'll ignore you as long as I have to until you stop crying. Me or Molly? (laughs) (laughs) Both of you. Lay down, Mom. Don't pet her. I won't. Nope. Don't give in. Lay down. She's going to want it. She going to want it.